0: Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times cuz you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. I'm Chris Voss here from the chrisvosshow.com. <laughs> There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We certainly appreciate you guys coming by. As always, the Christmas show family is the family that loves you, but doesn't judge you, at least not as harshly as your mother-in-law. But you know how to get on good terms with your mother-in-law? I came up with this last show. Refer the show to her and her family and friends, and she'll love you much more, I'm sure. Or maybe not, but you can try. It's worth a try. Tell her and all your friends and relatives to go to goodreads.com, for just Chris linkedin.com, for Chris Foss Chris Voss1 of the TikTokity, Chris Facebook.com, and all those crazy places on the interwebages in the sky. Today we have an amazing author on the show with us today. He's the author of the newest book that just came out November 30th, 2023. Breakthrough, Master Your Default Mode and thrive this is going to be a highly highly motivational show we have hussein Kiran mayor on the show with us today he's going to be talking to us about his latest book and everything that went into it his insights and he's going to be advising you on how you too can break through he's also on top of being an author a physician and scientist so he's just not making this stuff like i up like i would folks he he knows stuff he's been to school and he's had the schooling done he is a doctor a phd an author and physician scientist he spent over two decades in cancer research and drug development i, I did some drug development myself but that was in high school thanks to his background he uh recognized the uh, that was a funny one. He recognized the extraordinary ramifications of su- recent scientific discovery, the default mode network, DMN, which encodes the human ego and influences our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. Recognizing the profound impact of this breakthrough on self-understanding, both from a clinical and personal experience, he wrote Breakthrough, Master Your Default Mode and Thrive to help readers master the DMN and live happier more fulfilling lives. So anybody who doesn't want to live a happier fulfilling life, you can just turn the show off right now, but it's just for the just for the happy wannabes people. Welcome to the show. How are you, Hussein? Thank
1: you, Chris. Great great to be here and uh, yeah my, and it's Hossein Kurosmer. You're definitely not the first to uh, to mispronounce it, but great there to be on the show.
0: Thank you for correcting me. So give us your dot coms. Where do you want people to find you on the interwebs?
1: So it's simple. It's your defaultmode.com. And, and we'll be talking about that default mode network. So very simple to find.
0: There you go. So give us a 30,000 overview. What's inside your new book?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I've been talking to folks over the last year, maybe about 200 of my you know friends and colleagues, scientists, doctors, lawyers, and only a few of them have heard about this default mode network, which was really striking. So I, mm-hmm. I really wrote this book to inform the public about this massively important discovery, which is the default mode network, which is essentially your wandering mind, right? So you've probably experienced it several times today already. You're focused on something, driving a car, Mm. brushing your teeth, and suddenly your mind wanders away from the present. It takes you to the past, to an old conversation, or has you worried about the future. So that's, that wandering mind, that is the default mode network. Oh, really?
0: That explains a lot. I have ADHD. So I have that problem where I'm talking to people and it's like, scroll you know, that sort of thing. So is that part of, is ADHD that, part of the whole network? That, that's
1: exactly right. So that, that default mode network is what pulls you away from the present moment. So it's a big driver of ADHD. It's also the DMN, as I call it. It's, you, you'll find it in patients with depression, patients with addiction, patients who have PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. So when it's overactive, this default mode can cause us a lot of problems. But there are ways, as I talk about in the book, to silence it and to heal it, and yeah. that's really coming from a place of self-understanding. Yeah.
0: There you go. Well, that makes sense. Well, what goes into? How did you discover this? What was the, what what was the thing that made you go, hey, whoa, this is a thing?
1: So you know, this has been popularized by a few people like Michael Pollan several years ago. He had a book called How to Change Your Mind, and it, you know, the people who are into the, this new branch of plant medicines, there's a group of people who are looking to develop that for, you know, patients with PTSD. So in that small community, they, they know about the default mode network. But I realized that most of the general public really isn't aware of this. And if you think about it, you know, the DMN and the ego really sits at the intersection of science, medicine, but also spirituality. Mm-hmm. And mental health so it's a big big discovery that i think is going to open the door over the next couple of decades to some new you know new medicines and new ways of thinking about the human brain
0: ah uh-huh. so there might be some ways to maybe fix stuff like better like adhd or i don't know is it, it, part of it too one of the things well you, you kind of refer to this but one of the things that you have sometimes with depression or adhd is your your mind likes to beat up on you with thoughts like hey remember that one time in 1969 you you were said something and hurt someone's feelings you know exactly it's, beat you up with bad stuff you did and you know the hardest part is you know learning to be present and going hey i can't i can't change what happened there
1: like, exactly why are, you, right.
0: why are you bugging me
1: so that's right and and we call that the monkey mind and, ah. and for some people it is on all the time i mean you you have yeah unfortunately victims of war let's say and, and mm-hmm. folks coming back from war that are never fully present their, their mind is always back in the past and it, it's it can be a painful way to live but the good news is that by understanding your default mode and healing it you can actually well break through <laughs> to, to to a happier state and wow. so you know in the book I it's really holistic in the sense I've got, Things in there related to therapeutic and non-therapeutic ways of, of doing this. So
0: so like vodka? <laughs> no, well, okay.
1: I, Yeah, it's funny. Vodka.
0: <laughs> I used to so, use vodka for the, the monkey brain. <laughs> it,
1: it, it, it doesn't work quite well. I
0: it feel. doesn't, it, actually. It,
1: it yeah. might in the short term, but in the long run, it causes way more problems.
0: But I would agree. You
1: talk about that in the book. But there are other ways of doing it. How to silence your default mode. Mindfulness exercises. Things mm-hmm. like prayer things and there's many different kinds of mindfulness exercises so and what about like
0: what are like burning virgins at a bonfire or anything like that does it help
1: you know nothing that exciting although you know oh. there's yeah. a there's a part about plant medicine psychedelics and oh, really there you they go. can be used yeah actually so it, there might
0: be a goat sacrifice in there somewhere maybe
1: <laughs> no goat sacrifice but damn it damn it the, the the funny thing here is well it's not quite funny but if you look back at, at the use of plant medicines going back thousands of years, right, in, in among, like, Native American tribes, it turns out that what those plant medicines do, in part, is shutting down the default mode network. Yeah. And, and that's how they work. Yeah. Uh, so the and what we're doing now is trying to understand what is the actual medical value of these plant medicines so hmm. there are folks like rick doblin working on this and there might be fda approval of some of these in the next you know year yeah.
0: or so i think i had some burnouts as friends when i was a kid do people use that term anymore <laughs> so 80s yeah i had some burnout friends who were doing a lot of testing and research a scientific they said i know i know pot does that to me i don't i think it does it to me where it Makes you just really calm and relax, and kind of shuts down all the monkey stuff. I don't know. Is that? Do you find that's something that helps, people?
1: Marijuana doesn't, as far as I know, does not impact the default mode network. It definitely oh. calms you down. It yeah. it triggers things like GABA, which is the it's a oh. neurotransmitter that calms you down. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it's been shown to help sleep, but in terms of that monkey mind, it it doesn't quite affect that.
0: Wow. Now, I've learned a new term here. I take GABA to go to sleep. So, yeah, it's good stuff. I just take like a whole handful of pills and never mind. But, yeah, GABA and I think there's like a bunch of other stuff, melatonin, and there's like a whole cocktail that I take to go to sleep. That's all herbal people. Don't don't get me wrong. But this is a new term I've learned, monkey mind. I've always wondered what that is because there was once a time in my life where my ADHD and depression had gotten so bad after the death of my dog that the monkey mind was so out of hand. I was considering ending it like I, and and I think that's how some people end up in that situation where the only way you can, you feel like you can get it to stop is to end your life because the monkey mind is just whipping you relentlessly. And it's the only sanity you can get. And it's a weird place to be
1: there. there I've got a chapter on emotional pain. It's a big topic all across mm-hmm. the world right now, unfortunately, but you know, the, if it's you know things like prayer things like mindfulness exercises mm-hmm. definitely help when you when you part of this is self understanding coming to realize and really learn how your brain is working and why this emotional pain is coming up when mm-hmm. you have that self discovery it it can open things up so and 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 really this book is not an academic book this is not a book about facts this is a book about helping you Self-discover and understand why your brain is doing what it does, and to help you heal. So,
0: mm-hmm. I imagine you know, admitting you have a problem or identifying it is the first step towards healing. Absolutely, number one step. Number one step
1: is the intention. the The intention that I want to heal. I want to be happy and healthy. Number two is self understanding, and know. then number three is putting together a plan and implementing it. And it's not you're not going to see a change overnight, mm-hmm. but gradually you can completely overcome emotional pain
0: there you go you can beat back the monkeys i'm thinking of a who's that artist we had on the monkey on my back song from yeah uh, get the
1: monkey off your back uh,
0: yeah 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 (laughs) yeah the guy from genesis i forget his name but uh, that song's going through my head now it'll be there all week hey is there any way is that part of it too when i ever get a song stuck in my head like the you know you know certain songs if you hear them once it's stuck in your head like you're you're asleep at night and it's playing and you're just going insane from it. Is that part of the monkey brain too?
1: That's part of the monkey brain. So it could be a memory of anything. It could be a memory of a conversation you had as a kid with somebody. And what happens is sometimes that memory comes up and any emotion attached to that memory also comes up, which is why people who come back from war, you know, they, they remember but it takes them back to that, that raw emotion, and it makes yeah. it so painful, yeah.
0: You know what I was hearing the other day? I don't know if this applies to what you were talking about, the monkey brain, but and the, the connection to emotion and everything, but I was hearing that one of the things that was interesting about the Vietnam soldiers is when they were over there, they were doing like heroin and all sorts of shit, and when they came back, the military was like, hey, how do we get all these guys off heroin and get them straight again? And turns out, taking them out of the environment that they were in, they all came back and were cleaned up. They didn't have to go through rehab or anything by putting them in a new environment that probably wasn't hellish, like Vietnam. And they were and they were also back with their family. So they had love and support and stuff. It's kind of an interesting conversation I heard.
1: That's yeah. interesting. I, I'm I'm gonna look that up. I actually yeah. wasn't aware of that. That's very yeah.
0: interesting. Yeah. The and, and so environment's a, a big deal. So like when you when you when you when you rehab addicts they clean up when they're in the rehab, right? But then when you put them back in the environment, it's like it's like being an alcoholic and you want to quit drinking, you have to yeah. quit going to the bar. You have to quit going to the environment. And so, so yeah. that's right. There's a
1: chapter on addiction. So addiction, mm. there's a couple steps in it. Again, intention is number one. I want to get clean, right? Mm-hmm. That that's front and center. What's most important in addiction, the first part is surrendering, right? Mm-hmm. And I try in the book, AA is there. You know, mm-hmm. there are Christian based approaches there are buddhist based approaches there are approaches for non-religious people in there mm-hmm. it's the process of surrender is the same whether you're christian buddhist non-religious it's the same process it's admitting to yourself that this is not working i need a higher power to help me mm-hmm. and then after surrender it's insight it's relying on that mm-hmm. higher power to give you the insight to lead you out of that darkness so uh, there's a whole chapter on it, but it's a very important topic,
0: yeah. Definitely. So is addiction part of that too? I know a lot of people that are addicted to drugs, they have trauma from childhood, sexual trauma usually, other sorts of trauma from childhood. And a lot of their drug use is trying to get that, I think, that monkey brain off their back because it's just whipping them and driving them to constantly try and self-heal. Is that… Is that
1: That's… You nailed it. it wow. This is all…
0: Yeah, yeah this is all
1: yeah. That, and and people are all different but for some people you know they're they've you know the addiction comes from trying to medicate an unresolved emotional pain right a trauma so th- it, this is all interrelated and wow. so the order that I so I call these knots right there's 11 knots in this book that you kind of break through it starts off with stress something that we all we all experience and how to prevent stress from happening and then the second chapter is on emotional pain, so that you know once you overcome that old emotional pain, it helps you with uh, with the other knots. And actually, addiction is number three, and I call it addictive craving, hmm. because oh. not everyone's addicted to drugs. There's some people addicted to their phone. There's some people addicted to uh, food. Food, yeah. you're right. I mean, any yeah. number of things. So money, yeah,
0: gambling. I mean, where yeah. I live in Vegas. Oh my God, people are addicted. <laughs>
1: Stock and market. You know, it's like, I mean, it. Gaming, there's there's all kinds of addictions out there, but yeah. those are the big three: stress, yeah. emotional pain, addiction, and then the the other knots. Once you unravel those, the others are a lot easier to. Yeah. to, to yeah.
0: I stick to one addiction now: just coffee. That's, <laughs> that's how we. Roll in <laughs> the old age we can't do any of the other stuff anymore Our bodies you're not doing that we're not we're it's going to be a very bad time for you if you have that vodka so you just drink your little coffee boy and you have your water and your little vitamins and shut the hell up and so we've come to that agreement on this but no i love this idea now part of this you know people talk about the ego self and is there another self there's uh, the ego self and then there's the conscious there self. is
1: another self
0: there is so another how does that, how does that work
1: well until now these have been ideas that haven't been grounded in any science. So Mm -hmm. it's been called, you know, the higher self and the ego and the id and the mind. There's been all these terms. The way I view it is you've got the default mode network on the one hand, it's the wandering mind. It's the monkey mind. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I call it the observing mind. And there's a different network there. It's called the central executive network. Hmm. When you're in that state, you're fully present. And it's called being in the zone, right? When you're in the zone, you're fully present. There's no mental chatter. There's no doubt. You just execute. And so Mm. I call that central executive. That's your higher self. And it is possible to go from default mode to central executive and spend most of your time being in the zone. It is absolutely possible to do that.
0: That's really where I like to be is in that zone when you have command and control and that monkey brain isn't whipping you at it death and everything i really like that stoicism has really helped me with a lot of i think to fight the monkey brain because when it comes around i just run it off and i i don't let and part of it is is controlling my emotions more through stoicism so
1: i love stoicism i i've got quotes in there from marcus aurelius you Mm -hmm. know the roman emperor what a enlightened person he was you know so
0: Keep, I keep the book right here off the screen. So I, every now and then the monkey brain goes off. I look over and go, Stoicism, bitch. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Which book is that? Uh, it's, it's Meditations.
1: Oh, I, then, have the, I love that book.
0: Yeah. So I keep it right off to my left eye so I can see it every day. And it just gives me a kind of like a little, I don't know what you call it, a mnemonic plug or whatever. And so anytime, you know, something's going weird or something, I'll look over and I'll be like, Stoicism. Calm down, buddy. It's going to be fine. And, and that's, that's really helped me the focusing on not, not controlling my emotions. And for those of you listening out there, I don't know what it is that I talk about about stoicism. They think that it teaches men not to have emotions. And it's not that it's that, it's that men have logic and reason. We have the ability to filter our emotions. And so we can, we can look, you can feel something and you go, hmm, why am I feeling this way? Hmm, Is this necessary? Is this appropriate? Do I really need to, you know, be over feeling this way? Or can we just go, well, that's, that's great. You feel that way and cool. All right, well, we'll just work on that and fix that for you. Okay, buddy. And that's it. You don't have to go through, I don't have to become a Karen in a, in a, in a part, you know, raging yeah. at somebody.
1: So um, there, yeah, there's a, there's a chapter in here on negativity, negativity and, and sort of judgmental thinking. Mm-hmm. And one of the big You know the the ways to heal that is through Mm -hmm. what's called equanimity, which is Mm -hmm. what the Stoics were all about. It's sort of be at ease with unease. Yeah. Marcus Aurelius said, "A man endures his pain and doesn't add to it." Yeah. And and when you overcome that negative, that judgmental negative mind, Mm -hmm. it's it's an amazing release. Oh,
0: definitely. it definitely is a mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, even in difficult situation. This is why when you mostly meet guys who are meditations heavy readers, they always use the line "It is what it is," because the line I, I don't know I don't mean to be the professor on "It is what it is," but basically what the line means is I accept what it is. You know, life isn't fair, and there's bad shit that's going to happen. How I respond to it with logic and reason and the emotions I might be feeling is the important part, right? Yeah. So
1: you, you. I, I, I I love, go. I good. I was just going to say, if you look across, you know, what, what Buddha said, what Jesus said, they all say the same thing. I mean, they're saying in terms of reacting to things, you know, don't react. If you're, if, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're in pain, experience your pain. You don't need to, react against the pain buddha called that the second arrow that hits you after the first arrow and 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 so when you yeah when you come to just experience unease for what it is it it can change your whole life outlook so
0: yeah and you could deal with pain because you can look at it and go okay i'm in pain and this this hurts and i'm feeling a little emotional distress from it but it's okay we'll get through it we'll take some aspirin and 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 we'll do it and you know we don't have to end up in a pool puddle of the fetal position over it or you know hopefully it's not that bad a pain but it it can really help and so is do you think stoicism and being in that mindset puts you in that other brain not the monkey brain would you say the command and control brain
1: the central executive the observing mind? yeah that's right so when you're in that observing mind sometimes when i go through pain or anxiety i just really tune into it and i watch it i just Mm -hmm. kind of like like a scientist would watch, or just an observer would just mm-hmm. kind of look at it. And what's amazing is sometimes I'll notice the pain is going up and going down, and and then and then sometimes the pain just goes away. I'm like, well, where the hell did that go? <laughs> it,
0: it's that's, pretty amazing. Welcome to being 55. that's <laughs> you wake up every day and you're just like, spin the wheel. What's going to hurt today? <laughs> So that's not too bad. I, I love this, what you've discovered in this book and what you're talking about, because I've always, you know, tried to figure out this ego stuff and the monkey brain. I mean, I, I kind of have it calmed down. It seems like the, it, it seems like the less I respond to it and the more I stall it, and when it comes, you know, I've learned to listen. And so it's, oh, hey, oh, I see you again, and and you shut it down. It seems like that habit forms in getting it to diminish or yeah, sustain. So-
1: what also helps us to understand, like, why the heck do we even have this default mode? What, what's the purpose of it?
0: Yeah, yeah, what is...
1: And it, it serves a really important purpose. I mean, this is how we, you know, decide which memories to keep. This is how we process information and decide, you know, let's say, which of our colleagues we should hang out with or, or avoid and what mm. things we should avoid. So the default mode network is important for us to, to actually live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if people who don't have a default mode, so people with Alzheimer's disease, dementia, their default mode is not working and they can't form new memories. They're having, they have problems. Mm-hmm. So I think telling yourself that, oh, that's just my brain. It's wandering to, to protect me and having some gratitude for it. Mm-hmm. It can change how you view that monkey mind. And, 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 and rather than being angry when it shows up, being grateful when your observing mind is there. And, oh. and I think that might
0: be a So put effect. a positive spin on it and say, oh, oh, I see what you're doing. You're trying to remind me of maybe a, a bad emotion. I felt and you're trying to protect me from having that again. All right. Uh, That's right. Yeah. There you go. God, I love this, man. You've really nailed on to something. Can we mail this book to everybody in America? Um, <laughs> let's do it. I, I'm going to need somebody else's credit card. The, uh, but no, I mean, this is why we do the show. So the, uh, there was a question that I had for you. Oh, one of the things I, problems I have with the ADHD was I would try and go to bed at night and my mind would just whip me relentlessly, probably the monkey brain I'll ask you. And it would be reminding me of stuff that I need to do the next day. Don't forget to fire that person. Don't forget to write that email. Don't forget to do, and did you forget that? And it was, it would drive me crazy and it would become, you know, I even had my ADHD so bad. I would go check the front door to make sure it was locked 20 times a night, you know, check to make sure faucets are off, you know, that sort of shit. And, so is that part of the monkey brain it's trying to help remind us of stuff and and uh...
1: yeah it, it sounds like an overactive monkey brain right so there is a there is a chapter on on sleep there's a, you know and for what you're talking about and also on diet and exercise that's towards towards the end of of the book but i think in that case what's happening in your brain if it's really overactive you've got a lot of glutamate and what you got to do is Turn on the GABA. You mentioned you take the GABA supplement.
0: But, I do know, yeah.
1: But uh, the key there is to do what I call mindful relaxation. Mm-hmm. Give yourself thirty minutes to try to relax mindfully, which means whatever whatever helps you relax. I don't know TikTok going for going for a walk, taking a bath, or TikTok. <laughs> maybe <laughs> not TikTok.
0: Maybe not TikTok. It's bad for y'all. Man.
1: Yeah, that that actually doesn't turn the GABA on, but whatever helps you relax. <laughs> Give yourself 20 minutes of it, 20 minutes of that, and put the TikTok away. Put the phone away for as long as you can. At first, that may only last a few seconds, but yeah. give it some practice. You'll you'll be surprised. After a couple weeks, mm-hmm. you can go 20 minutes without your phone, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to bet you'll sleep better.
0: Yeah, one of the things I over kind of beat the monkey brain in that way is I started writing down what it was reminding me of. And then they didn't have to remind me anymore. It's, okay, idiot boy, he's got shit written down, so he won't forget. That kind of helped. I don't know, but yeah, uh, maybe
1: maybe there's an underlying anxiety, right? So yeah. if you can write things down, if you can try to figure out what is causing this anxiety, mm-hmm. address that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that could quiet the mind down. So there is a chapter on anxiety, yeah, and that's a big problem, also
0: huge. There you go. And I think this could really help people that have suicidal issues, like I. I mean, I honestly went to a really dark place years ago after the death of my dog, and then we lost the hard drive with a bunch of her pictures on it, mm-hmm. and I was just, it was like a double drop kick, and I was just getting whipped, like just endlessly by that monkey brain, and, and I really believe, I've often wondered why people would consider suicide, because I mean, you're ending your life. It's, you know, you. if if I grab you by the throat, you're going to fight me off because you want to live. And But I mean, for the body to turn on itself and go, we've had enough of you, that's quite an extraordinary feat, I think, that the body has to go through or the mind has to go through. But it reached a point with the monkey brain that the whipping was just so hard 24-7 a day, and it was so much, and it was relentless. You just, you reach the point where you're like, there's only one way out of this is to shut off my brain and
1: you know if if it gets to that point you it you've got to seek some some professional help you got to you know talk to somebody about it there Mm -hmm. are people out there wanting to help wanting to help so just reach out talk to somebody about it Mm -hmm. get the advice of of your doctor or or, you know a therapist Mm -hmm. um get the help you know you can't do everything yourself. Right. So yeah. there's a lot in this book also about from, from, you know, getting help from therapists, cognitive behavioral therapy. There's a lot of options. And now a lot of it is online. It's a lot easier to, to access like psychotherapy online or access a therapist online.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true. You can do telemedicine now. Huh?
1: Yeah. I mean, so a lot of employers provide that. So, t- you know, ask your human resources. Do they have any, any, any resources for you? But, but you know, Get that help. Yeah. Don't, don't fight it alone.
0: Your, your book would have been great for that in understanding it. I got lucky, and I had a friend on my podcast, and he introduced me to Eckhart Tolle and the power of now and becoming present. And that gave me the tools to fight out of the monkey brain and, and into the present. But you know what you've identified goes much deeper than that because that's just a process of, of yeah, trying to… I- Calm Absolutely.
1: I, I love Eckhart Tolle. He's, uh, you know, one of the, I consider him enlightened. Mm-hmm. And what I've, what I, I mean, my contribution to it is, is sort of adding in the, the medicine and the science
0: and the mapping and,
1: and the mapping. Um, yeah, I don't want to diminish what he's done.
0: He is Yeah, my, my hero <laughs> yeah but you've got you've got the scientific approaches the, the map of how it's all working in the brain and feeding and the where the when and the why well i mean and and i'm not discounting what eckhart told us he does a great job but i love what you put in your book and i think it really what i'm saying is i think it really helped people that are have suicidal tendencies and issues and trauma and you know childhood trauma is such an interesting thing it seems like people that suffer from trauma Suffer in childhood, suffer a lot of this monkey brain. The worst, I would, ex- I would suspect. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's a big problem globally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I think it's, it's a good time to, return to center a little bit.
0: Yeah, and now that you kind of understand it, you know what you've described here on the show, and what I can understand about it is, you know, you you can see your brain, and okay, there's these different levels. You know, I think I studied the ego a little bit. And how that kind of is a mucky thing for us to be mucking about with. It has, you know, some demented perception of who we are, uh, I guess. And, uh, but understanding that there's that monkey brain, I didn't even know that was a term, the monkey brain. So I learned yep. something new on the show. But yeah, it's, it's, it's quite the thing. What else haven't we talked about that you cover in the book?
1: One thing I wanted to say is I, I really designed this book for people who are. Maybe skeptical they, they're maybe a little stubborn you know they've hmm. they've tried Eckhart toll, they didn 't quite get it, they've tried mindfulness, they just don't get it. what's mm-hmm. the purpose of doing all that? I try to explain why all of this is actually important from a little bit of science where look th- this is actually a signal in the brain. Take a look at this MRI look at it i mean it's it's something wow. tangible it's practical,
0: so it does show up, yeah, wow,
1: yeah, you know how it was discovered Hmm. They, they put some people in, in an MRI to sort of see what's going on in their head. And someone accidentally took a scan of somebody who was just kind of sitting there not doing anything. And they were surprised to see that the brain was lighting up super active. Wow. And, and they're like, huh, that's not what
0: we thought should happen. To so show one of out, the monkey clappers and running around the brain? <laughs> you know, like that. Well,
1: it turns out, I mean, our brains are never really at rest. <laughs> that's There's what's like in mind. <laughs> there's always something going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now let me ask you this. When we have dreams, it's basically, basically it's the bored subconscious mind p- making movies to entertain itself, I think, or something. What, what's your take on that? And is that part of the monkey brain too?
1: Yeah. Sleep is really fascinating. I mean, we're understanding what happens. It's clear. There's different stages of sleep. There's REM sleep, which is mm-hmm. where it, it looks like there's a lot of processing that's going on. Maybe we're deciding what memories to keep? What memories to? to, oh. to and there's a part of the brain called the hippocampus. It's where all the memories are kept. So it looks like sleep is a way of processing everything that's happened to us during the day.
0: Yeah, I've heard. I've had some girls call me hippocampus on Tinder. I'm not sure what that <laughs> means, but it might be a reference to my size. But yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of people who believe, but but to me, the you know, when you dream. It's fascinating how, like, my my brain can make like movies, like Spielberg type shit sometimes, and then of course it can make stupid shit, like I don't know whatever. And but you know it's interesting what it paints and the create the creative level. I'm like, I wish I could wake up, remember what that movie was, because that would have been a great horror movie or a great, you know, Steven Spielberg type movie. And of course you feel it. So, so real, maybe, maybe, maybe running you through the feelings has something to do with what it's doing or something. It's
1: there's, there are lots of science, lots of scientists working on this. Um, But what I will say is there's a lot of people who don't get enough quality sleep. They don't dream. They don't get that REM sleep. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get that REM sleep, it's, it's actually pretty bad for your health. So sleep hygiene and being able to sleep through the night, critically important. Uh, And I, I, there, there's a section on that here.
0: Yeah. Maybe the reason, maybe, I don't know. I don't think there's any pain in healing when you're sleeping, but I know the body heals itself. Maybe it's part of that. It's distract your brain from the, all the clanking of the working and reconstruction that's being done. You know, the hammers and stuff. I don't know.
1: There's some of that too, for sure. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. But yeah, sleep is so important. I mean, I know that if I have, I have these crazy vivid dreams, you know, the, the worst ones are like my dogs have escaped and I can't find them and they're just around the corner and you're just. You know, it's like that sort of thing. Anything to do with my dogs, which are my children, that just makes me mental. I dreams about my old set of dogs that I had. You know, just yeah. stuff like that just just kills you. And you wake up and you're nice. You, you think you're still in it, and, and and of course, usually if the if the pillow is covered in drool, then I know I had a good sleep. But usually those are the ones where I'm going to wake up and I'm be like, wow, that was terrifying. But I it, thank God it's not real, and I slept really well. You know, yeah. if I don't have those crazy ass dreams, then I usually to sleep well.
1: But it sounds like you sleep pretty well overall, would you say?
0: Yeah, I I use this company called Eight Sleep, and the Eight Sleep is a is a bed that has a mattress cover, and it'll heat up or cool down. And what's really cool is it has an AI in it. I'm doing a commercial. Can we get paid for this? Actually, they sent us to us to review. But I've had it for about three years now. We've upgraded a few different things. But it's got an AI in it. So what it does is it monitors your sleep for when you're in your deepest thing. And it will adjust the temperatures of the bed Uh to get your hit points. So like yesterday, I slept for, I got a 93 quality sleep. I slept for seven and a half hours. Looks like I got about a an hour and 31 minutes of REM sleep, 125 of deep sleep. And it's got like a little, I don't know if we can, if that'll pick that up, but you can see my ups and downs right there. Wow. And so it tells me exactly when I finally fell asleep. It'll give me, I think it gives me heartbeat and stuff. Yeah. Heart rate, HVR, breath rate, schedule consistency, It basically tells me I'm not dead yet. So uh, there's that. But yeah, you're right. Sleep is so important. But yeah, that monkey brain running around in the background is to something.
1: Yeah. I mean, that. uh, there's a lot of people, millions of people who can't sleep through the night or they're waking up several times throughout the the night. And I I was one of those. I didn't sleep well. This was about a couple of years ago. And actually, this book, a lot of it is sort of a, a personal journey over about six months where I resolved a lot of the issues I had. And one of them was, was poor sleep. So mm-hmm. I definitely don't take it for granted. Now I thankfully sleep well through the night, but.
0: Yeah. So I had that problem for a lot of years where if I woke up, the monkey brain would would start up and the bed really helps get me back into place. You know, that, that, that warmth, that heating just, I mean, just melts you sometimes if you get in there. And then if yeah. it's like summer and it's hot, or if I come from the gym and I'm just like really blown up my muscles and, and stuff you can run a cool but that, that thing really helps get you into a preparedness sort of on-ramp or off-ramp to fall into sleep so i really like it i think before that i think one of the other problems where people have problem is you can't wake up and look at your phone that's like the one rule i have to have about. absolutely i that blue, you know that yeah, blue light you uh,
1: exactly that well that's a big that's a big issue right now mm-hmm. I, If you wake up and spend just 10 minutes, just 10 minutes doing exercises that kind of shut off that monkey mind for 10 minutes, turn on that observing mind, try it out. It it actually affects your whole day.
0: Yeah. I started, I was doing something over the summer. I can't do it in Utah anymore, but I was doing it over the summer when it was warm. And what I would do is I would wake up in the morning and it serves several purposes. So I have two husky dogs, so they love to go play in the yard and they love to spend time with me. And so what I would do is I wake up in the morning, I'd of course, you know, stumble like the bear that I am over to the coffee maker and try not to murder anybody between there and here and make my coffee. And then I would grab either Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, or Seneca. And I just randomly grab the books and a little highlighter. And then I go sit out in the sun to start my circadian rhythms and get my vitamin D. And so I'd sit out there for maybe 15, 20 minutes, play with my dogs. They'd be running around. They're all happy and crap. And then I would read, you know, some passages to get my mind straight. And then I would come into my office and take kind of a command position in my office. You know, it used to be I'd turn on my computer and just start getting blasted by all the emails. And, and now I'd, I'd sit at my desk and I'd play some nice piano music and just kind of get centered. And then I would turn on my computer and... And start going through stuff and i would try and create this command and control position ahead of time so that i didn't feel like i was just getting bullwhipped every time i turned my computer on and i don't know it really seemed to help me at the time
1: you know what i would recommend is take take 10 minutes in the morning the first thing mm-hmm. to do is kind of just observe how how you're feeling let's say your monkey mind is is on mm-hmm. just take a look at it for a few seconds Try for ten minutes, try different types of exercises. You could try mm. you could try meditation. You could try a prayer. You could try reading. You could try some soft music. You could try a walk. Mm. There's hundreds of things you could try. And after ten minutes, take a look at your brain again and see what mm. changes took place. Find those things that help you the best.
0: There you go. Maybe I'll choke the person who bothers me between my bed and my coffee. <laughs> Now nah, there's nobody that does that. I live alone. The but my girlfriends used to say that we we avoid you when you wake up until you get your coffee. We just don't go near you. You're a your bear, and we know we'll get the paw if 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 we bug with you. So no one screws you. you just you go well, about your
1: Maybe, maybe your phone maybe your phone is what you need to choke. That's in the
0: way. <laughs> that that could be it. Cause you know, sometimes I do look at my phone. Maybe I should just choke out the phone or right, turn it <laughs> off, eh? Or throw it, throw it against the wall. That's probably a better use of the phone, especially when you're watching TikTok. But uh, yeah, and, and then just going out and like you say, having that peace or meditation. I mean, that was that was the thing. Being out in the fresh air and getting the vitamin D and and letting that whole circadian rhythm start really help me and sometimes i wouldn't even maybe read sometimes i just kind of sit there and just i'm just like wow have some gratitude And maybe gratitude is a good thing that's good gratitude
1: for is massive massive you, you can just look up at the sky have some gratitude for five minutes see see mm. how it, how you feel i mean it, it's an go. amazing thing yeah
0: i have a gratitude sunday every sunday sunday is my day There's date night on Fridays and Saturdays, and there's no there's no women allowed in my life on Sunday. And so on Sunday is my day. So I go through my archives. I compile the pictures of my life. uh, I I go through and, you know, I think about stuff that's going on that went on through the week. And then it's kind of my day to check all the boxes and make sure everything's ready to go. It's like my flight. It's my, my flight check for the week and then i start looking at my week and going okay what do we got what's, what's what's up this week and what do we need to prepare for and you start you start getting your mind it's kind of like going to it's kind of like going okay. to the super bowl you go okay so what mindset do i need to have and what's what's their plays and i find that really helps me it really centers me for the week it really it, it's kind of like a total gear down from the craziness of the prior week and Good. then it's like this it's like this peaceful meditation where i can just kind of sit there and that way when i hit the ground on monday i'm not sitting there panicking going what the fuck are we doing again exactly you know well so. you
1: know yeah I, and i i totally hear you i i do something similar on sundays but mm-hmm. during the week let's say you know i'll just for a few minutes just express some gratitude for just a couple of minutes throughout mm-hmm. the day Maybe it's a little prayer, maybe it's, a, you know, a little mindfulness, mm-hmm. but just a couple minutes and mm-hmm. it, and, and it does wonders, you know, it doesn't have to be this whole half an hour thing. You don't have to go to some, you know, meditation center, just a couple of minutes, have some gratitude. Maybe you're walking down the street, you see somebody walking towards you and you just say, you, you give them some, some gratitude. You say, Hey, I wish the best for you. Yeah, could be simple, right? And yeah. little things like that actually can do wonders.
0: I do that on Facebook. I go, "Thank you for being a dumbass idiot," so I know that I'm still smart. Does that work? Is that supposed to work? I, don't know. I, I haven't tried.
1: <laughs>
0: no, of course I've tried it. Uh, it, that. That doesn't work so well. <laughs> doesn't work so well. Well, I don't know. I seem to feel good after, so maybe I'll just stick with it. <laughs> so there you go. Anything further you want to tease out to people about your book to get them to pick it up?
1: No, I, you know, I've got a copy here. It's, you know, there's. I would, I would welcome any thoughts on it. You know, it, it, this is Rick Doblin endorsed it. So Rick Doblin is one of the, I, I call him a pioneer of modern medicine. This is the guy who's been working 50 years to bring things like MDMA assisted therapy to the market. Oh, wow. uh, it's an honor to get his endorsement. And, uh, and so, yeah, I just hope this book is meant to help some people out there. That's it. Uh, I that's love it.
0: Purpose. Yeah. I love it. And I love the discussion we had on this this uh, where <laughs> could you wish you could have been around in my twenties when I had really bad ADHD. Actually my teens when I had really ADHD. but I didn't understand what it was back then. I don't think a lot of people were really into that back then. I remember remember my I think it was my late teen twenties and I went into the I went into the doctor and I said, I think I'm having a brain hemorrhage. I don't know what's going on with the cancer or something. And they go, No, you just have anxiety and I'm like, Yeah, I also have Fear, anger, misery—you know—but they, they had to explain what anxiety was for me, and I was like, "Oh, that's great!" Just like when I needed one more thing.
1: It's um, it's it's pretty common, I, and yeah. I, th- I I wish I had done this in you know twenty years ago as well. But yeah. sometimes you got to go through that pain to really yeah. figure out who you are. Right
0: there, you go. Well, I'll let your monkey brain kick you for that then. <laughs> Why didn't I write that book sooner? There you go. So thank you very much for coming on the show. Give us your .coms so people can find you on the internet. Yeah,
1: it's yourdefaultmode.com.
0: There you go. The book is called Breakthrough, Master Your Default Mode and Thrive. And you certainly will after what we've talked about in the show. If you can master that, uh, that monkey slinging poop from you. Like got the zoo in your brain, you don't, you don't want that. Folks, refer the show to your family, friends and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, fortress Chris Foss, Chris Foss one on the TikTok and Chris Foss one on, I don't know, it's somewhere out there. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>